What's good, love land? Welcome to What's Good Loveland, Loveland's source for arts, entertainment, and culture. I'm your host, Dan Bublitz Jr. I hope you had a fantastic week. I hope you went out and celebrated the arts. Maybe you took in some live theater. Maybe you went to some live live music, or you went and did karaoke, or perhaps you went and checked out one of the many, many great local art studios here in Loveland, Colorado, and just appreciated some fine art. I know if I would have been in town, I sure would have, but if you listened to last week's episode, you know that I was not in town this week because I was in Minneapolis performing at uh, a comedy club up there. I was headlining at a comedy club, so I couldn't be in Loveland, and I'm still bummed because I really wish I would have been able to go to VinCon, which was the Vintage Video Game Convention. Super bummed. I want to know, did anybody go? Did you go check it out? If you did, what was great about it? What what Tag us on the, the social medias, on the Facebook. It's What's Good Loveland. Or send us an email at whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com and tell me about your experience at VinCon. I would love to hear about it. Maybe I'll talk about that on an upcoming episode of this podcast. That's right. If you want to mail, if you want to send in some some feedback and some you know commentary, things like that, I may read them on the podcast. And you can do that by sending it to whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. That's how you get in contact with us here on this podcast. Today's episode is a fantastic episode. We have a lot of great events that we'll be talking about. I'm excited because I'm not going to be out of town this week. It's my birthday this week, so I'm going to be celebrating my birthday. I'm going to be taking in some of these fun events that are taking place this next week. Before we get to the events, though, we need to talk about uh, our guest today. Our guest, speaking of fine art, our guest today is a mixed media artist, Carrie Seawalt, a fantastic artist. Her art is just amazing, does a lot of uh, chalk art and does a lot of uh, sculpting. We'll talk about that in this conversation that I had with Carrie. So that's what's going to be coming up on today's episode. Fantastic conversation with Carrie. Uh, Before we get to that, let's talk about this week's events. Things to do in Loveland. Here are this week's What's Good Loveland upcoming events. Friday, October 7th. TVTC presents a riveting evening at the Elks Lodge. Join the Thompson Valley Theater Company for a night of food and jitterbugging. Dress in your best 40s costumes or go as you are. They'll be happy to have you. Over at Black and Blues Music and Brews events, Song Sorcerer will be playing from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m. At the Boot Grill, Stumble Monkey plays from 9 to midnight. At the East End Ale House, the Rhythm All-Stars play from 8 to 11 p.m. Saturday, October 8th, 60 years celebrating Seeds of Innovation from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at The Forge. For more information, visit liveloveland.org. Then out at the Farmhouse 34 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., it's the Valentine Flea Fall Market. This weekend also kicks off the 14th annual Loveland Art Studio Tour, the free self-guided tour of over 100 local artists in 30 Loveland locations that allows visitors to meet the artists, buy original works, and learn firsthand about the creative process and the personalities behind the work. For more information, visit LovelandArtStudioTour.com. At 7 p.m., Nate Bargatsky will be playing out at the Budweiser Event Center. From 8 to 10 p.m., Steve and the Cruisers will be playing at the Tilted Barrel. Then, Monday, October 10th, kicks off Loveland Downtown Beer Week. Celebrate Loveland Downtown Beer Week by visiting your local downtown breweries. That lasts from October 10th through October 15th. October 11th. 7.30 to 9.30 over at the Poorhouse Bar and Grill Trio Jazz Jam Session will be playing. Then on October 12th, West End Lounge presents Open Mic Night. Blue Sports Grill has trivia at 5.30 p.m. On October 13th from 7 to 8.30 p.m., it's Shut Up and Write. 
Loveland at Tilted Barrel. At 7 p.m., Loco Comedy presents Crow's Nest Comedy at Crow Hop Brewing. Crow's Nest Comedy is a showcase featuring Colorado's best stand-up comedians. For tickets and information, visit the brewery during regular operating hours. If you have an event that you would like featured on What's Good Loveland, you can send that over to whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. And that's a wrap on this week's What's Good Loveland upcoming events. Woo! There are a lot of great things happening in the Loveland, Colorado area in the upcoming week. Celebrating arts, entertainment, and culture. I hope you go and check something out. Maybe you go do the uh, art tour, or perhaps you're going to go see some live music, or maybe you'll go see some live comedy. Uh, One thing I didn't talk about, maybe you're into karaoke, and that's what you're going to do this weekend. That could be. I didn't mention karaoke in the upcoming events because, well, there's plenty of karaoke, and it's going on everywhere. And it doesn't always need to be featured. But that's what I'm going to be doing tonight because I said I'm celebrating my birthday. It's on Tuesday, but I'm celebrating it tonight on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be doing some karaoke over at my favorite bar, the Office Bar and Grill. So that's where I'll be hanging out tonight. So if you're listening to this and you you think, oh, you know, that Dan, he sure seems cool. I'd like to meet him. Well, you can come introduce yourself to me over at the Office Bar and Grill where I'll be doing some karaoke and celebrating my birthday. But enough about me and my birthday. I think it's time to get in this great conversation that I had with Carrie uh, about art, uh, her connections to Loveland, what brought her to Loveland, and all the details and all the great things that are happening with art within our community. So here's my conversation with Carrie Sewalt. Enjoy. Before you came over, I was looking at those pictures you sent me today, and the art is incredible. Thank you. I really I like the that. Yeti. <laughs> uh, that is Cousin Yeti. Cousin Yeti? Uh, yeah. I love it. It's if uh, Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation was a Yeti. So um, I was really proud of my brain when I thought of that one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you liked Cousin Yeti because I brought you a sticker of him as a thank you. For oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's going to go. That's going to go on my merch box that <laughs> okay. I use for comedy. That's Perfect. where I collect stickers. Cousin Yeti. That's awesome. I'm probably partial to it because I run a comedy festival. I, I Well, I say I, but it's a team. I'm on the board for a comedy festival in South Dakota. It's called Snow Jam, and last year we we did a rebrand, and a Yeti is what was one is one of our oh, little logos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so very we have appropriate. A part of our branding. Yeah, is the Yeti nice? And one of the venues, which is a brewery, they did a special beer during the festival, and we named it Yeti White nice. <laughs> in honor of Betty White because she had just passed earlier that year. But even funnier. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. yes, I will uh, leave a couple stickers here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, definitely, definitely love the the Yeti. He's All good- your other work was really amazing too he's one of my best sellers but yeah i like to have clever titles to some of my paintings and then um yeah everything else is 3d and giant (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah because that's interesting the because you do ice sculpting and snow sculpting which was really interesting how does one just decide to even try it and get into that um uh, well luckily we live in loveland which is a lovely (laughs) art community yes so, absolutely um during a time in which we are having a changeover in festivals on fourth street um that's where they started it's called like snow sculpture in the dark and that's how i started to get into it and um they did snow and ice and we just kind of I went from snow sculpture in the dark and then it turned into the fire and ice festival and then now it's the Sweetheart Festival, Sweetheart Festival, oh, okay. um, which is now during Valentine's Day. But um, back in the day, they had it in December, and uh, which is much more convenient for you know carving snow here. And um, that's kind of how I got into it. And then later on, as things were changing within the city and what they wanted to do for festivals. Um, 
you know, global warming is a thing. And mother, what? No. <laughs> and mother nature is your fourth teammate, whether yes. you like her behavior or not. And, um, um, you know, not to get political with anything, but just on that, it is amazing that people don't re- can't realize, especially when you if you grow up in a place where you're winter, like you really see it in these places. Like, yeah. for instance, I grew up in South Dakota in the upper Midwest where winters are brutal. But. Now that at the age I'm at, I've noticed that the winters can still be brutal, but like they're changing as far as like the time frame. Like yeah. when I was a kid, I remember winter could be like September, October ish, all the way to like February ish, March. Yeah. And now it seems like winter doesn't, it's November, December, and it's going all the way to April, May, June. Right, right. <laughs> Which, well, here we had all our festivals in December, and then they wanted to focus on Valentine's Day. So they had moved it. And um, the last year I participated, it was actually so sad because when you're carving the, the snow block, It'll kind of insulate itself, but you only have about like inches, like four to six inches of good snow. But when the uh, snow block melts, all the water goes into the middle and it and it kind of melts from the inside out. So once you get through that icy crust, you're scooping slushy. Oh, no. Which is not fun no. for the sculptors because it's... It's, well, not sure because you have to. You I can't feel, get the detail. You I was going to say yeah, that. Um, when the weather was nicer, there were a lot of people coming out to the festival. But for being a carver, um, it was really frustrating because you could, you know, you're scooping snow cones at that point. So, Loveland had done away with snow and ice, and um, I actually got together with one of the other snow people and we created the Colorado State Snow Sculpting Competition in Berthoud. We moved it back to December and uh, that was something that I had spearheaded for a few years until I backed out and Mm -hmm. that event's still going on. Oh, that's awesome. And they're still fighting with Mother Nature being the (laughs) naughty fourth fourth team member. Yeah, that is that is for I could see where that can that that's a big issue when because I suppose too not only can you're talking about not being able to get the detail out of that, you also like if it's melting, I feel like you have to and granted I'm not an artist, so I I wouldn't know, but sculpt faster, which you know, like you only have some if it's melting. Well, a lot of people we would just tarp up our snow block and then we'd go drink beer for a couple of days and we wouldn't even start working on it until later on because in any detail that you're working on, if you get a warm snow or a warm wind, if you get any warm temperature, anything that you had just done, you'll lose. So a lot of people would just tarp up their block and we would just work really fast during the last two days. Oh, like right before the festival? <laughs> yeah. And most of them are um, the last night. You can work throughout the evening into the morning whenever tools are down, like usually like 10 o'clock in the morning. So some teams would carve throughout the night just to uh, wow get a better that seems like that's a lot of pressure i feel like because you want to make something really cool and you know because if it's a competition you want to be able to win the competition or whatever there's that aspect but i'm in mostly i i suppose most people are doing it because they love it and the winning is just a you know a secondhand thing with it but still it's like if you're (laughs) to have that pressure to be like i gotta make the best piece of art that i can but i only have x amount of hours (laughs) when you're dealing with when you're dealing with this festival it's kind of a you've you've got the camaraderie of everybody and you got all the shit talking and the (laughs) competition and and that's that makes it fun but when uh and i always say like is you know you feel like a monkey in a cage and as long as the monkey's having a good time, anyone who's watching you is having a good time. So we would ham it up and it was, you know, we're having a good time, whether it's going to be an amazing snow sculpture or not, depending on, you know, whether um, your give a fuck goes <laughs> higher or lower. Yeah. <laughs> now, before we started recording, you said that uh, you had you've moved to Loveland. You've lived here about 20 years. Yeah. What brought you to Loveland? Uh, was it the art scene here? It, or? it was not. Oh. <laughs> um, the whole reason why you became a comedian, um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, had, I was married to a cop at the time, and he got uh, a job with the state patrol. So that took us to Fort Collins. And uh, 
that whole life is no longer and that marriage is no longer but that's the whole reason why I came up here is for his job and then once the divorce happened he moved back down to Denver bye and now <laughs> Loveland feels like it's all mine again so. <laughs> yeah well and, and Loveland's great and so the art was just a bonus which is yeah, always we, a cool thing. Uh, about 2006 is when I started to grow my roots here. Um, that's when we decided, I decided we were going to stay in Loveland. So um, that's when I became a member at the Thompson Valley Art League out of the Lincoln Gallery in downtown Loveland. And uh, back in the day, it was a little intimidating because we're dealing with a lot of like muddied landscaping, oil paintings. And, you know, pictures of aspen trees and bronze cowboys and I'm painting monsters and mustache (laughs) bugs. And so um, I've always had my artwork stand out in one way or another. But when I first started working and growing in Loveland, it really stood out. Luckily, there's a lot of other weirdos around me now with their whimsical art. So we've all kind of found each other, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Is Is that how you would describe your art as whimsical? Um... Yeah, uh, one of my, I think like on my Instagram, I have a hashtag I use and I'm, it's hashtag grown up weird kid. So um, I, yeah, I, anything that I like happy, but I also like dark. Um, yeah, a lot of night skies, but I like having a, a spin, a little humorous spin mm-hmm. on something. So um my dad has this giant, giant, bushy, white mustache. So he's my mustache muse. So <laughs> I usually put a mustache on certain things. And um, yeah, I just, monsters, skeletons, plague doctors, bugs, anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've, it's kind of my... Uh, my my main subject matter so if anyone tells me oh do you want to paint a rose or can you do a you know you want a commission it like scrambles my brain and i'm like (laughs) i just want to paint for me okay yeah 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 Um, that's how i like comedy i I talked to uh, amelia Furman last last week or for last week's episode and another artist here in town and she was talking about doing commissions and I feel like commissions, doing commissions is very similar for a comedian doing corporate work. Exactly. <laughs> like it, it can pay, but it's not nearly as fun as just doing the, the exactly. fun comedy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like uh, my water bottle here. Um, this is Gil. Oh. If you're a What About Bob fan. Um, have you seen it with Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what about Bob? Yep. Terrible at drinking water until I painted Gil on my water bottle. So I've got like a constant. And people go, oh, well, can you paint me a water bottle? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, I can as long as you give me full creative range. <laughs> yes, please. I don't want to paint your children or your dog or I don't want to. I don't. Uh, just let me paint what I want to paint. Because <laughs> my brain will scramble if you ask me what it, exactly what you want. That's amazing. I thought that was so. You painted that on there. Yeah. Oh wow. I thought that was uh, like a print no, on the water bottle. No. I thought you just had a custom that's custom enamel. water bottle. No, that's amazing. It's, it's enamel paint. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, that's really cool. Gil. Yeah, it it's such it it blends <laughs> in with the water bottle so well. I did. I thought it was just printed on there. I, I need to make vinyl stickers because I know that um, this is the second time I've had the same water bottle. Um, painted with Gil, I had to remove it because he didn't age well. So I think a vinyl sticker will probably be the next one. So, yeah. 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 If other well, people need a Gil. Do you do that with a lot of your stuff? Like try to make like vinyl stickers or stickers for the, the different For some of my art. Like, good, for some of my best sellers, like if I get a good, um, good response from people, then I know I can reproduce. And I've got, uh, I've got my work in two galleries. I've got one. Uh, here, uh, the Independence Gallery on 4th Street, which is across from the Rialto, is where I've got my original and printed G-Clays, and I have note cards there, too. And then I'm also up at Aspen and Evergreen, up in Estes Park, and they have oh, cool. they have all reproductions, so I'm very thankful for the tourists that uh, go through that gallery, and I sell quite well up there, and it's fun because I know that they have an international... Uh, tourist 
population. So mm-hmm. I've uh, so your arts it's it's getting bought and brought to yeah. all all kinds of places so throughout the world. The last one I knew of it was going to Papua New Guinea. So I was like, oh, oh that's, that's cool. pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So they got a sock puppet and yeah, a dinosaur uh, T Rex playing a ukulele. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's fun. I I was, yeah, like I said, I, before, you know, when I was doing the research for this episode, I was looking at some of the art that you sent. And it reminds me, because I'm a big comic book fan and like art. You I mean, you can look around my studio and you see all kinds of comic it's book great. art. Yeah. yeah, you can see all kinds it's of awesome. art. And that's what you're, a lot of your art reminded me of. It reminded me of stuff that I would see at like comic book conventions and things because they have like artist alleys where, you know, yeah. independent artists will just go and sell prints of things or whatever. Yeah. Usually it's more nerdy related, but same kind of thing. Like, yeah had that like illustration kind of I have been a vendor at the Fort Collins Comic Con so um, yeah that was a really fun experience and probably one of the best compliments I've gotten on my work is you can't tell if it's a male or a female who painted it or created it and I thought that was kind of cool that it's kind of you mm-hmm. know, not overly one way or the other and it's got a mass appeal to it Oh, absolutely that's that's great that's fantastic that's fantastic where what how do you like decide to you know where do you draw your inspiration for on some of your art um my dad is really humorous and he gives me a few nuggets of uh of of inspiration here and there um and then other things it's just i i don't know i i always want to i'm drawn to like certain animals certain monsters um but then it's like one of the pieces, which I was really excited about, and one of my bestsellers is a uh, Soctopus, which is a <laughs> octopus playing with sock puppets in a bathtub. And that's a fantastic piece, and everyone loves it. But then when I was painting it, I was like, why did I choose something with eight legs? Because you have all the tentacles, and you have <laughs> yep. all the all the suction cups, and you're like, oh, the, it's going to be a while. But And that's the second one I painted, so you have to remember, like, oh, remember, it's kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> how long does it how long do you work on a piece like when you think of uh you know you have an idea for something and then you put that idea into concept and um, conception and then finish it a lot of my a lot of my paintings it's kind of funny a lot of my paintings are usually on like a five by seven or an eight by ten canvas oh so you're using smaller canvas very small wow. just because i don't want to get stuck with inventory of like you know it doesn't sell i don't want to have this giant piece <laughs> what? you don't want to have a whole wall piece <laughs> uh, right. one piece of art that can hang on one entire wall <laughs> exactly so i've got um so normally i do very small pieces and then i can reproduce and i can make them larger if i need to um, so, but that particular piece, that was a larger piece and that took forever to paint, um, Soctopus. I think the original was like 18 by 24 or something like that. And I'm such a canvas hugger. Like I have to hold everything while I'm painting because I have to get all the detail into it. Oh, so and you almost paint like, uh, like somebody would draw exactly, or sketch. Exactly. Going for fine detail. Exactly. So the more detailed it is, the more I kind of nerd out over it. And so, um. If it's something larger, again, it's pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, I can do it. That most of my sculptures and things are are much larger. I did a, um, I did two foxes for this last Sweetheart Festival, and it was a photo op. So it was the two foxes, and it was out of uh, plywood that I had cut and mirrored, imaged, and then painted and created like a, like a selfie station, if you will, so you can be in the heart. Of the oh, two that's foxes. Cool. So that was really cool, but they were like eight feet tall. And so I so I took one of my my paintings, which is five by seven, and put it up next to this eight foot tall. And I was like, I need to learn the in-between scale. Because <laughs> I either go really big or really small. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good that you're you're still trying to learn. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. How did you get in? Where have you always been an artist? I mean, is that something you learned early on in childhood, or did that come later in life? And my, what drew you to it? My mom was always like crafting, always making stuff. Uh, she did stained glass. She's done felting. She's been. Um, she's a really creative individual, and she made a ton of stuff back in the day of. Um, 
pantyhose. It was pantyhose and like polyfill and like put little button eyes on it. And she turned it into like little faces and glue them into like fake daisies. And it would just be like happy whimsy. And then my dad is uh, a retired welder and he's got an engineering brain. And growing up, he made some of the coolest stuff for us. We always had like homemade skateboards and crap like that like we didn't have the money for all the all the cool toys but my dad could make it and um, <laughs> that's awesome so we were always tinkering around and I probably didn't really feel much like an artist until I got into high school and kind of that's kind of where I, I started mm-hmm. through like art classes and stuff like that yeah and just... I, uh, I had a really great art teacher uh, I went to Arvada West High School and my art teacher, Mr. Studenka, was probably one of my biggest mentors growing up. He was, yeah, pretty amazing. So because of his his support, I think is kind of where I kind of went that direction. Yeah. Well, it's good to have it's good to have teachers that are are supportive and encourage kids to do things. Yeah. I was thinking about that, you know, because I'm a comedian, and I I was at thinking about my childhood and you know trying to like write new material and things like that, and. As a kid, I wanted to do, uh, and I think what what I saw a trumpet at a at a like a flea market, and that's what triggered it. The memory is like as a kid, I wanted to learn either to play the trumpet or the trombone. And instead of like the band teacher like encouraging that, it was like, well, some other kid's already doing that, and you don't have the oh, thing. No. You should play the English horn, and it was like the English horn. Yeah, no, exactly, Ew. exactly, exactly. Ew. So it- I quit band yeah because you're not because i was like well i'm not interested in this i'm not interested in playing an instrument that you want me to play because nobody else and is how playing are you gonna it. get the girls yeah like, well what do you play the you english know, horn. english horn yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i think back if they would have if that you know if that teacher would have been like oh yeah here and and, and i learned to play that instrument who knows? Maybe I would have went into a career in music, or you know, did st- something with music. I mean, that's maybe a shame. not. But, that's a shame. But I think about that a lot. So it's whenever I hear of teachers and adults that encourage kids on their interests, I'm like, yes, we need more of that. Be encouraging. Don't be discouraging. So I saw that you had a cigar box guitar in mm-hmm. the corner, like right when you walk yep. in. Where was the trombone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's because that uh, cigar box guitar was a gift. A friend of mine actually makes them. And uh, there was Friends a- of Dan. <laughs> yeah, His right. next birthday, he needs a trombone. <laughs> yeah, to, just, just to put in my in my house. I, I won't be able to play it, but it'll be there. Uh, but yeah, so he, he makes them. And early in comedy, I dabbled with some musical stuff, like with the ukulele and uh, an instrument called a strumstick, just real experimental stuff. And that friend was like, you should play this because it's the same thing, but cooler. And he made me one and sent it to me. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was like probably one of the coolest gifts I've got since I've been doing comedy or whatever. So that's why I have that there. I noticed it when I came in. It was pretty cool. Yeah, well done. Yeah, he was a very good craftsman. He's made all kinds of cigar box guitars. So, um, but yeah, that's but yeah, but going back to that, I think that's excellent that you had a teacher that was encouraging it. So that's good. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Mad props. Now, at, so you said that you uh, you started getting more into art in high school, and that's you had a great teacher that was encouraging you to do it. Did you like? Did, then did you go to college or something for art or yeah, what? I, I went to Metro State in Denver. And, uh, I was more science driven back then. I've, yeah, my personality, I used to be really type A. Mm-hmm. Now I'm type B, but sometimes like type A will come out. So I kind of <laughs> have this like dual personality, if you will. Um, when I was in college, I took basic art classes and I remember one particular class, it was just a drawing class and we were supposed to do a self portrait. So we're in college. It's the 90s. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and everyone was drawing themselves like sexy, like, you know, you're a college student. So yeah. it's like self-portrait and self-love. And 
Um, selfies before selfies. Selfies in my before day, we had selfies. A, in my day, we had to paint Ouch. our own selfies. Ouch. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. that's not that. Could, don't get, don't be, because yeah. I'm right there. I could <laughs> filter. Yeah, when your filter is an actual eraser. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> so we had a. Um, yeah, so the cl- the teacher like everything when we were done, we and it was like the day to show everything. We had to go up and pin our self portrait on the board. Like this one one wall was like all cork board. And I remember everyone going up there is like hot girl, hot guy, hot hot hot. And I'm like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> like I understood. I understood the uh the assignment because it's a self-portrait but i walked up to the board and i put my self-portrait and i kind of backed away and i remember the teacher just kind of like oh okay because i had drawn my face on my turtle that i've had since i was 10 we're still together but i took a photo of my turtle tubby and put my face on his body and I'm eating a worm and so I put it up there and it's like everyone's like cutie patootie and like you know their their graduation picture whatever picture it was and mine I'm like I'm a fucking turtle like (laughs) (laughs) and I remember the teacher and everyone was like so no matter where I go I always feel like I'm the weird kid like I'm Mm -hmm. always like I kind of fit in I can get along with everybody but there's that one bit where I'm like weirdo hashtag grown-up weird kid nothing wrong with that the world needs more weirdos so it's all good agree Agree. Uh, weirdos make uh, life interesting so you get you get too much of that cut and dry and it just gets boring (laughs) i I think i have a photo of that i could share with you if you really want to see i I would definitely want to see that that's Oh, I just remember I was like, uh, I almost got it right. <laughs> <laughs> so then from college, when did you start? Because now I assume you do, you know, because you said you get your, your art is in galleries and, you know, that you sell art, you yeah. sell stickers and things like that. Like, when did you make that transition from going to, I'm um, just doing art, you know, as, as fun or whatever, as a hobby versus trying to kind of make a profession out of it? Um, well, at that point, you're a young adult and you're trying to adult and then you get into a bad marriage and then you're, you know, married to a cop. So co- <laughs> I love cops, but um, cops and artists aren't really a match. I can, I can see where there's clash there. <laughs> but but know, this is when I was like, <laughs> I'll say it was transitioning, but I was going from like type A carry to type B carry. So it was kind of finding my way um and so i yeah like i said i was a real estate appraiser i had my own appraising company i appraised your house <laughs> before well, years before i bought it which so is weird. that's pretty amazing <laughs> i was like i've been here before i know you walked in and you just like you had this confused look and i was just like uh-oh i'm like how I'm, long I'm have like, you lived here i'm like yeah and then you're like how long have you lived here i'm like oh no is there history here because you are not you know. the dude that i met <laughs> back in 2009 <laughs> yeah no um yeah so i've lived a couple of lives i'm like oh in a past life i was a real estate appraiser That's and i crunched same. numbers Still that and, past life thing yeah but this is definitely more fulfilling and so um yeah you um you just start growing growing your roots and figuring out and then i said yes to everything which is how i ended up you know being a snow sculptor and carving ice and being a ted talk person and then being a speaker coach for ted talks and um yeah just kind of following every little like breadcrumb that i find along the way going i have no idea where we're going but let's go yeah let's let's yeah that's well and that's good that i mean for to me personally that's that's what makes fun life or makes fun life that's what makes <laughs> life fun is you know going on those little adventures you know you don't know you're just like ah let's go yeah um like right now um i'm working with the city of loveland and the creative district they do um uh because of covid and it was around halloween it was you know very sad for all the trick-or-treaters yep. um they came up with the scarecrow scavenger hunt so they have artists submit ideas to 
build scarecrows and they put them throughout the city and people are supposed to go to each one. Well, this will be my third year working on, on a scarecrow of some sort. And, um, and, and so I've got the first ones I did were love monsters. So they were like these giant, they're like eight feet tall. The female had like, I took canned cat food tins and made like her pearl necklace like she was like she was huge and they were out at the love or at the out in front of the love sculpture at the visitor center and then they kept them and so I was like okay cool so then the next year we did um a queen and a big giant throne and these two they were supposed to be foo dogs but they turned out looking more like cats but they're like, you know, six feet tall. And I was like, yeah. So we were out at the visitor center in front of the love sculpture. And I'm like, yes. And then they called and they're like, um, can you come and pick them up? <laughs> I was like, wait, you kept the other ones. They're like, um, we have no room for these. So they're now at the end of my driveway. Like, Oh, that's awesome. Yay for no <laughs> HOAs. So now I'm like. Now, obviously, the weird kid in the neighborhood. So I've got my 12-foot skeleton. I have the Harvest Queen, two giant cats. I have a robot on my front porch. And do when when people find out though that you're an artist, are they like, oh, okay, now this checks out? You're not. They're, they're like, you're not really the weird yeah, one. It, it just makes sense because that's your profession. It, make, it makes me happy because I I recently heard one of the neighborhood kids call me Halloween lady. So apparently I have a nickname and I'm like, that's, you know, that's kind of, that's pretty badass. That's I awesome. appreciate that. So, um, could um, be worse. It could be worse nicknames to have in the neighborhood. It totally could. It, uh, yeah. So I'm glad I'm Halloween lady. Um, but I appreciate, you know, people coming by, there's a school bus that comes by and they slow down so the kids can see all this stuff and just seeing everybody just like their face light up. And, uh, you know, when you're married to a cop, yeah, that was frowned upon. But now that I don't have to worry about yeah. that, I'm like, we're going to do Halloween year round. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, I have, you know, grandmas bringing their little kids over to like, can we take our pictures in front? I'm like, yes, go ahead. And <laughs> That's great. It's really fun. It's really fun. So um, we'll be making um, more scarecrows for the city of Loveland uh, for this October. Yeah, they've got to be installed on the 13th. So. Oh, wow. So are, have you already started? No pressure. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Um, I've got materials we're going to do, me and my beloved, who helps me um, with the larger things. Uh, Keith and I are going to be working on a scarecrow robot, Ooh, like a fun. big one. And we're going to do five little robots, like working on them, like oiling them. Oh, like. that's cool. So um, that's the idea. That's the concept in my head, but making sure that that comes out and is like presentable in a couple of weeks. We'll mm -hmm. see how that works. Do you, so when you're working on like a sculpture like that, when you have the idea in your head, do you sketch that out at all? Do you like kind of put it like I in? Sketch it, I sketch it out because when you're, when you're dealing with um, other people who are like, yes, we want to pay you money to build this. And you're like, this is kind of what it's going to look like, yeah. but it's not going to, but and this is gonna, the concept, yeah. but, you know, it's it's there's going to be some over-under on totally. how close it is to this. And there's, but. <laughs> always, there's always that one point where you're like, this looks really freaking scary, and I've got to turn that corner and make it cute. Yep. So... So if we can do that, that's when I'm like, yes, success. Like I was going to say, well, I think having little robots working on a big robot, already that concept is cute. <laughs> just in that. Just, yeah. I mean, because little everythings are great. That's why I have little dogs. <laughs> exactly. Um, our robots will be bigger than your dogs. Um, but we've got, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, then scary but he'll be, robots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'll probably be about two feet tall because the big guy, he's probably, he's sitting down. And he'll be about five to six feet tall wow. with his legs out. And then, um, yeah, and then we'll have the little ones working on him. So in my head, it really looks great. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's like trash cans and a bunch of PVC pipe in my garage. <laughs> That's uh, that, that must be the, the, to, you, that uh, phrase, in my head, it looks great, yeah. is the same concept comics do. And we're like, <laughs> in my head, that was funny. <laughs> in my head, that was funny. Well, and then I always go, I always have to remind myself, everything goes through an awkward teenage stage. 
including artwork where you're like, oh my God, what am I doing? This is terrible. I'm going to hang it in the closet. I'm not even going to hang it. What am I even <laughs> talking about? And then you turn the corner and you go, okay, there you are. Like cousin Yeti. I remember like working on him and like, and then like I was, once you get the eyes in, you're like, ah, oh, there you are. Like I've been looking for you. You don't, you kind of look like my sketch, but, um, a lot of times they just turn into whatever they're going to turn into. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of, um, you're just kind of a vessel. You're just kind of, Oh yeah. yeah. I I think that's true of all art really. I mean, you're not, it's it's the same thing. Like, you know, you hear that with writers a lot too, where they'll say, I have a, you know, they have the idea, but once they start writing and they start writing characters, those characters just take over and write themselves. I suppose. I mean, I imagine it's the same with art where you have that idea and then, it just as you're doing it, it just takes over yeah and becomes what it wants to be as long as it's cute and as long as i get a smile or a laugh when people see it that's like my payment i remember the first year keith and i were working on the love monsters um it was his first time he's very creative he's very creative and he's got like a construction background which is really helpful so when we were working on these monsters like we turned the corner they're adorable. They're awesome. We're in love. Like, we just had children. I don't have kids. So, like, art is my baby. Mm-hmm. So, like, we made these two. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. And he's like, well, what do we do now? I'm like, we install it. He's like, and then I go, we leave it. And he's like, wait. I'm like, no, it's like a it's like a kid. Like, you you raise it, you, you hug it, and then you let it go. And it's going to go live its own life. And it's going to meet its own people. And you just get a smile and look back and go, like, I made that. That's and awesome. So, and so you look at, like, you scroll through social media and you see, you know, families taking their selfies with your work. It's really fulfilling. Like, it's really, mm-hmm. it really warms my heart. So he's got that concept down now. So he's uh, he's excited now to to. I look forward to make. seeing. I look forward to seeing this when it's finished. Yeah. So That'll you've got great. you've got the love monsters. I gave you photos of the love yep. monsters. I gave you photos of the queen. Yeah. And then you got the little robots we made for Valentine's Day with like the lights coming out of his. Oh yep heart. yep yep. Yeah. So he's the one on my front porch right now. Oh, fun. That's great. Now, you also said that you do street uh, pastels. What is that? Is that, is that like sidewalk art? Yeah. Kind um, of? Because so like, I know, because one of the pictures you sent was you with like a raccoon on a sidewalk. Yeah. Trash pandas. That's Not my tra- spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that all started. I um, was the gallery director at the Lincoln Gallery. And. You know, some days are really slow and I would go out with some sidewalk chalk and I would just, you know, I do stand here and think about somebody you love Mm -hmm. and people would stop and they'd read it and they'd take like a shoe selfie and I got to see like that kind of concept happen. So if you ever see stand here and think of somebody you love written in downtown Loveland, it's usually me. It better be me. <laughs> somebody else. Somebody stealing your stealing your thing. How dare you? <laughs> I will fight you in the street over loving people. Um, <laughs> so um, I started to just put stand here and think of somebody you love in like sidewalk chalk, and uh, and it was kind of uh, you know I had been an artist with pastels on Fifth, which is a big street pastel festival that they have in September, and um, you know. A lot of people don't think of it as a medium that Mm -hmm. adults do. So I started to do that. And at the time, the executive director of the Loveland Downtown Partnership, Jackie Wedding Scott, who is also from Arvada and knows my family. (laughs) um, She was the executive executive director. And she's like, hey, for Night on the Town, we were thinking about putting some chalk art, some street art. Along the way to kind of get people to progress down Fourth Street. Oh, that's cool. And I seen some of it. I, I, and I don't know if this was yours or someone else's, but there's a pretty kick-ass uh, stormtrooper down yes. on uh, that's on Fourth. Strona. That's yeah, that's Jen Strona Tracy. She okay, is, yeah, I was like, is, wow, that's awesome. She is awesome. I'm a big fan of her. Um, but. Uh, that all started because of me. Like they were like, Hey, won't you 
come and do some pastel work on 4th Street. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was doing social media for downtown Loveland at the time. So it was kind of like a buildup for mm-hmm. a night on the town. And then um, I was able to hire some of my friends to also do chalk art. And uh, I remember one of my friends, his name is Sean Campbell. He's... He had, he hadn't done it before and he's like, okay, so what do I do? I was like, here's some chalk (laughs) as a sidewalk. Go make art. And he's like, um, so I wanted to do an alien and I was like, cool. He's like, is it okay? Are you going to do an alien? I'm like, if there's two aliens, who the fuck cares? Yeah. There's two aliens. It's all good. (laughs) So, um, but his work is completely different and his style is awesome. And now he's like one of the main chalk artists too. So anyway. Uh, doing the chalk art and uh, it's gross and it's dirty, but it's fun um, as long as you're not sweating your face off in a really sunny location. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but on Fourth Street, yeah, for night on the town, that's where we go out there and we we uh, do our little our little things. And uh, I think like this year I did an alien holding a cat puking a rainbow. Outside, oh, that's amazing. Outside of Mexo Mallies. And then the trash panda. Um, the trash panda was in August. And then I did a giant snail outside of the flip side the month before. So, cool. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, you can do some nice fun work. And, yeah. And you get to watch people's reaction mm-hmm. as they're coming by. I've had people just sit down and chat with me for a little while we used to there was a homeless guy that used to hang out with the chalk artists all the time he just wanted to watch and he was pretty cool and then sometimes we have little kids just pick up your chalk art or the chalk and <laughs> like okay what are we doing here and help? you're like okay yeah so <laughs> that's awesome yeah i know i moved here from uh, st paul minnesota and in my neighborhood david zinn <laughs> they did uh what i I don't. I'm not. I think he's in St. Paul, Minnesota. He's like he's like the dude who makes like the little mice and he's oh like a sidewalk. Let me. I won't. okay. We'll have to. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is or no. He's legendary. Legendary like artist uh, for yeah chalk oh, okay. art chalk art. Oh street. for chalk art. Oh yeah. okay. Oh wow. Well that's yeah. Look, that, I'm, that's very possible. Uh, now my brain's matrixing. I'm like, wait, I think he's from that area. We'll have to find out. Yeah, oh I know. Oh my God, he's amazing. Everybody wants to be him when he grows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. But in my neighborhood, it wasn't sidewalk. It wasn't chalk art that they did, but they did an initiative because they replaced a bunch of sidewalks. And in when they did that, they put a bunch of quotes and poems nice. throughout the neighborhood. So like when you're walking, you just stumble upon... A poem, see, like I love a quick that. short poem, and it's in the the cement. They have it in the cement. Oh, it's part of the cement. Even like, better. Yeah, so it's always going to be there as long as that piece of sidewalk doesn't get you know doesn't break or whatever or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah, Dear so it's Loveland, just cool. We pour some fresh cement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and let it's me really know cool. where it is. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah, exactly. So that was one thing that was really cool about my neighborhood. Go for a walk and. Ever so often, you just stumble into a cool quote or a little poem or whatever, I love and it's that. just great. Yeah, yeah and it kind of still like leads you through the neighborhood because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what are we going to find next? Yeah, especially the first time I saw one, I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah. Is there more? You know, like, yeah. I want to go explore more. I want to see more of these. <laughs> and then there's a creeper at the end going, yes, keep going. <laughs> I got you into my trap. <laughs> But yeah, so I thought that that's really cool. So that's a really good idea that they did with the, the yeah. sidewalk art, the yeah. chalk art. And it's temporary, so it'll, mm-hmm. it'll wash off in time. And yeah, um, but it's really cool to see everyone's different styles. Strona does, um, she's usually got a cat somewhere in the middle of it. Like she'll, yeah, her work's phenomenal. I think she won second place at Pastels on Fifth this year. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's pretty amazing. But yeah, it's fun just to see everybody's reaction and it's a really dirty gross medium. but i think i don't know it's like job well done afterwards and your bath water is beautiful afterwards. <laughs> all kinds of pretty colors in the bath yeah. <laughs> i love it all right now with uh because speaking of other artists are there other artists locally that kind of inspire you that oh, you kind of like give you that inspiration absolutely there's a lot of really cool artists um, if, and even if it's not like my exact style or something I would hang in my house, they usually have 
something, the way they handle their business, something that they do that I, I look at them and I'm like, okay, I'm watching. Like you've got your social media down, you've got whatever, you know, mm-hmm. your marketing down. So, um, yeah, it's really good. And artists, they're really good about sharing information. So it's kind of nice. Um, but as far as artwork, there's a lot of people that really inspire me. Um, Sean Campbell's one of them. The one who's like, can I do an alien? Yeah. I love his work. Love his work. Strona's another one. Um, there's another artist, um, the other whimsy woman in Loveland. Her name's Tennille Childers. And um, she was the only other whimsy person doing, like, I'll say whimsy art back when I was getting started. And uh, she does a lot of really, like... She, it's really interesting. A lot of dots, a lot of dots, a lot of bubbles. I'll, I'll give you her Instagram. She's pretty amazing. Um, she just inspires me in general. She just got done battling breast cancer. She's got three kids. Wow. Um, she's just badass. That's amazing. So not only, um, do I admire her artistically, which is how I met her. But then once you realize that person's pretty kick ass, it's, it's nice. I don't, I am an, I am a big art collector, but I don't buy from assholes. <laughs> and there's some times where I'm like, Oh, like I really love this piece of artwork. And, and then you, then meet, you the meet the artist, artist and they're really, and yeah. Like, uh. And we've all been there. We've all met that person. You're like, Oh my God, you put them on Too a pedestal ego. and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go hang it in the closet or I'll give it to Goodwill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I have a lot of local art, but a lot, but from people that I adore. Mm-hmm. So prerequisite, <laughs> you gotta, gotta, gotta be nice. Gotta be nice. Hey, that and that should be a prerequisite for everything. It gotta should be. Nice. be. That it should, should just be. Well, it should even be a prerequisite. That should just be a general uh, rule that people follow. Oh just my be goodness. nice. <laughs> there was one. <clears throat> there was one particular artist where, like, you know, I would go out and just do chalk art. Mm-hmm. Stand here and think of someone you love, or I do like a little. I don't know, secret little monster or something. And somebody came out to me and they're like, hey, um, I want to do yarn bombing. And I'm like, okay, so go do it. And they're like, well, won't you pay me? And I'm like, pay you? Like, no one's paying me. Like, I just go and do it. And that's where a lot of the stuff kind of starts, where you just do it because it's a passion. You're not doing it because you're getting paid. And hopefully that passion will lead you to a paid Mm -hmm. gig. But for people that are like, oh, well, I just want you know, somebody to tell me it's okay to go do it. I don't want to give you permission. I don't own mm-hmm. anything. I don't do anything like other than my temporary artwork. But for somebody who's like, well, is it okay if I do it? I'm like, well, go do it. And they're like, well, are you going to pay me? I was like, who are you? Like, yeah. this is not, you're not the artist. You're not a true artist. If this is like your mindset at the get go. Yeah. And also it's like, who are you? And who do you think I am? <laughs> right. I'm sitting in the gutter. Like with I'm children. on the street. <laughs> Drawn trash pandas. Yes, <laughs> yes. I'm clearly not, you know, the prom queen or whatever. I'm sitting in a gutter, like doing a trash panda. It's fine. It's fine. That's hilarious that people. But yeah, I I agree. Having that mindset of money first, you're 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 creating your art for the wrong reasons. Agree. You're supposed, to, you know, you got to have that passion, and like you said, hopefully it leads you to money because ultimately that would be great if that's where it goes. But got to have that first for sure. Exactly. Now we're gonna get wrapped up. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you. What is one of your favorite works of your own art that you've created? I know that's probably tough because you probably have um, a lot of great art that you... I think my favorite is that little robot that's sitting on my front porch. He needs a little work because um, he wasn't built for the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's made out of an old barbecue... Uh, he's a old smoker. Oh, okay. And then I have like a pizza pan for his smile and like lids... Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He's yeah, and he he's probably my favorite creation that has stayed. Um, 
I've made some pretty cool snow sculptures, but you know well, it's going to yeah. be like, oh, you're going to melt. Yeah. The temporary, the temporary. Unless you can thing. afford a, a a trailer that a, one of the refrigerated trailers. Right. <laughs> right. But even then, yeah, it's it's interesting because you've got that the the artists who are like creating things to like have a legacy and stay there forever, and like here's a bronze sculpture. It's going to be in the middle of the town square. And me, it's like, okay, I know the moment it starts raining, this chalk art is going to go away or the moment the sun comes out and the snow's gonna go away and it's just like you know you're leaving a memory not a legacy but um yeah but as far as things that stay around um, i don't know if people take enough pictures i mean technically you're leaving a legacy fair just point. not in that same spot fair point fair point <laughs> with uh technology nowadays and yeah. social media it is kind of nice to see everything have its own life but um yeah i, I think the the robot, everyone loves it, and then the you know the Amazon drivers, DoorDash are like, "You have our favorite house on the on the route." And I was like, "Cool, thank you." That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. so it's pretty fun. When you, I I, I know I said I was going to wrap up, but no, that maybe I, I had <laughs> I had another question because of when you were talking about what you made the uh, robot out of. Do you go to like the thrift stores and just be like, "Well, yeah." What can I get from here that I can turn into art? Um, so or how do you get your materials for? So um, this all started. This is kind of like how the found object sculpture got started. Um, are you familiar with downtown Loveland? Yeah. A little bit. I okay. mean, yeah. So you know the old ratchety feed and grain building. Okay, I'm not that familiar. Okay, Fourth Street. Yep, I know where Fourth um, Street is. Do you know where the train tracks are? Yep. Okay. Rope, yep. The creepy Scooby Doo building that's like just south of there. Um, it's like four stories tall and it's ratchety and it's like. I probably have seen it, but it's not like ringing a bell. But I'm familiar okay. with that area because that's down by. Um, Aleworks. Aleworks yeah. and, and West End yeah, and stuff. And, so. Yeah, and tap, uh, uh, backyard tap. Yep. Um, so that particular building, the Loveland Feed and Green, we used to have a group of artists that we started to use that building for an installation location. It wasn't really a gallery, but the owner of that building, they would open it up to the group of artists and we can make installations in within. And a lot of the installation artwork is made out of, um, found materials what is um, that installation art what does that mean exactly <clears throat> just for people listening um it's more of a, this is kind of how i guess it all started is with installation art it's more of like experiencing art not i want to purchase this and take it home mm-hmm. so it's more of like meow wolf Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's like, it's basically essentially like a gallery of art, but not, where you, it's not like the same where you can't go to, because in galleries you can go purchase the art. This is, this Experiencing is, it. you're in, you're, you're bringing your art to this art installation. People can come see it. And exactly. Then, okay. So, um, we were Meow Wolf before there was Meow Wolf. Gotcha. So, um, and the work that we did there actually gained the attention of art space, which um, is a nationwide uh, organization that tries to find affordable or creates affordable housing for artists and creatives. And so because of our work, this is where ArtSpace decided to purchase that building and then build ArtSpace right next to it. So um, I was a part of that, and I'm pretty proud to be a part of that to give that opportunity to other artists. But <clears throat> moving, moving forward, we also had things called sculpture games. And sculpture games was outside of the feeding grain. We were friends with the people that own Uncle Benny's building materials. And it's kind of like a flea market for used building materials. Okay. Old tile, old mm-hmm. ceiling, like ceiling fans, it just any anything and everything. And what they would do, uh, I think it went on for like four years, but they would give a big pile of anything and everything, anything and everything, doors, bicycle parts, just building materials and just odds and ends. And we would have teams and we would eyeball what's in the pile and they had it to where you draw a number and you could go in and you could pick out one item out of this pile. And then you go through and you could get a wheelbarrow full of stuff and you had to create a sculpture out of everything that was from this pile. 
And there was a piece one year that I did with my dad where it was actually two um, old satellite dishes, like TV satellite dishes, and we turned it into an angler fish. Um, oh, that's cool. And it's on um, it's on the, the bearings from a bicycle, so it spins in the wind, and it's got a little LED light. And, um, yeah, it's in my parents' backyard right now as part of their decor. Oh, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> but they have a... But that was uh, a really fun event where you just get a look at all these materials and you're like, you don't really have a plan and you just kind of go with it. So because of that experience, I'm able to move forward now and like... I don't, I'm not a hoarder, but if there's like something that's like, <laughs> if it's like a weird gas can or something metal that I find, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take it home because you never know what it's going to turn into. So I do have like a little pile of like stuff that are my building materials that I can cruise through. Um, I do like going to restore a habitat for yep. humanity restore. So I go outside and find some goodies there. That's where I found the bar, uh, the, smoker for the first robot and then um uh one naughty thing that i do is i have a cover on my truck and i go to the recycle center and i go oh yeah i have some scrap metal i need to recycle and they're like okay cool like go back there and really i'm just there to see what i can actually put in my truck not this not like (laughs) or it could be take a penny leave a penny type thing yeah but i mean the same i it I mean, at the same time, you're still recycling it in a sense. I know, you're but you're putting not, it into art. You're but. a naughty kitty cat if you take stuff oh. from there. So, yeah, sorry. Oh, edit this out. But yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I'm not afraid. <clears throat> um, yeah, so um, I do kind of go there and see if they have any good scrap that I can somehow mm-hmm. put into my work. But yeah, it's just um, finding other other uses for other materials. And cheap. We want yeah. it cheap. Well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The cheaper, the better. <laughs> yeah. Old hubcaps. Like, if I find a hubcap on the side of the road, I'll pull over and get it. Like, you know, just anything that catches my eye. Always looking. Yeah, that's good. That, I mean, that's you got to have that artist eye for that. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, we're going to get wrapped up. The last thing that it's one of the most important questions that I'm going to ask you here. You've been in Loveland for 20 years. So this, that being said. Back in my day. When, yeah, back in your day when you were <laughs> painting your own selfies. Uh, <laughs> what's your... Uh, Look, you're not you're you're taking a break from your art, and you're gonna go out into Loveland. Where's your favorite hangout space in Loveland? Flip side, love flip side, right uh, on. Oh my god, the flip side. I haven't been in there yet. I walked by. How a bunch. dare I, I know. You? I need to go there every time I walk by. It's so busy, and Damn, I'm just like, oh, no. so many people. Shame, shame, <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Flip side, flat out. Like, yeah, the owners are amazing. Kevin and Gary, they're amazing. Um. They're just amazing. And they created this lovely, fun hangout for, you know, people like us. You would, How could you not have been there yet? I've walked by. I've been meaning to go in there. I think go. part of it is every time I walk by, I, I like the idea. I, I, I'm a big fan of the arcade bars and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But Are you? I am. Because you go there all the time. But <laughs> this is my, my one thing about them. Okay. Even the ones that are arcade bars, they pl- still allow children in there. Um, and that's yeah. where I'm like, and I, it, you know, I'm nothing. It's not like I hate children, but if I'm going to a bar for drinks and I'm going there because it's a space for adults, I don't want to. Well, bunch if it. you go there late, if you go so. there later at night, <laughs> it you seems don't like, have to worry about that. Well, that's good to know because it seems like every time I walk by there, there's always families and children, and I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, I go there a lot, and very rarely is there like that kid where you're like annoyed with it's you know it's everyone's just having a good time and all the blinking lights and you know just the overstimulation from all the lights and the noises and all that and then the drinks are amazing and then gary gary uh we have the snacks and he likes to call it vitamin o the vitamin orange. So he's got like the cheesy poofs. He's got like oh, cheese nice. it's. He's got like, <laughs> but yeah, they have their little free snacks and oh, that's cool. Yeah, and the and it's clean. It's clean yeah. compared well, to other I'll definitely, places. Definitely go in there. It's like I said, I just oh, have hands there. down. Flip side. I was at a, we were uh, at a restaurant not too long ago, and I'm not going to name them out, but we were sitting on the bar side, and there was a family on the bar side, and their kids were just running around the bar screaming. And the parents weren't, they were just letting them go. Uh-huh. And I'm just 
just like the whole time I'm sitting there eating and you know drinking my my beverages or whatever, I'm just like, I came here to avoid this. Like, there's a whole nother side of this restaurant that's not the bar uh-huh. that is for family dining. Uh-huh. Why did they let them over here? It's that like is a, like that's. So, do you want to go back to like the smoking and non-smoking section, but it's the children and no children I do, section? I do. I okay, do exactly, right. exactly, exactly. Like your table will be ready in twenty well, minutes. Well, it'd be different, but from when I run into this, like at bars and restaurants like that, it's always uh, it'd be different if the parents were being like, "Hey, cool it." Right. But they don't. They don't no. care. They're like, well, I'm just here for my time. And I just, you know, brought Breweries my kids. Breweries are like so, that, too. Breweries. And they just let them run around. And it's like, no, don't let them just run around. Yeah, same thing with breweries. They're, yeah. they're turning into that as well. So. Yeah, same thing. Same yeah, thing. Mama needs a drink, but yeah. mama's not going to watch her kids. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just going to let them run free at the zoo here. Exactly. No, I get it. I get it. Well, I would go to but, the flip side later on at night. Well, that's good to know. And I will. I'm definitely yeah. going to go because, I, like I said, I oh love my God, barcades. It's so, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there often, so... Yeah. That's great. Well, last thing, where can people find your work? um, Where can they get in touch with you if they need to get in touch with you? Well, I am, if you see somebody in the gutter with purple hair, (laughs) no. Um, You can find my work at Independence Gallery in downtown Loveland or at Aspen and Evergreen Gallery up in Estes Park. Um, You can follow me, uh, Carrie. I know there's a million ways to spell Carrie. But I just tell people it's like Jello, so instead of J E L L O, it's K E R R I. Nice. Uh, my last name's Seawalt, but a lot of people are like, I don't know how to spell and pronounce it, so I just go by Carrie Chuckles. So common, common spelling for Chuckles. I'm at Carrie Chuckles on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm starting TikTok. I've all got Linktree. Yeah, all the all, all the, the important things. I, I appreciate that you use the same, you have the same username on all platforms. I try. Because I try to tell comedians, because I have a background in marketing, and I think branding is important, and I it's key. The easier it is for people to find you, the better. And the best yeah. way for that is to use the same username, if you can. I know some people have names where it's hard to do that, but if exactly. you can use the same name on all platforms, that's the best yeah, way. Yeah, Carrie Chuckles, because, yeah, it's, it's, yeah chuckles that's what i want to do nice that's All what right. i want to spread <laughs> i love it well thank you so much for doing this yeah thank you Whew. i don't know about you but i thought that was a fantastic conversation i had just uh just a blast talking with carrie getting to know her and getting to know about her art, learning about the Loveland art scene as well. Very informational. She was very informative. Uh, and it was just, it was a great conversation. I love her energy. She's very bright and colorful as an artist should be. Uh, so make sure that you go follow her social media. It should be in the show notes, but if not at Carrie chuckles, find her on Instagram, support her. Uh, if, if you know, maybe go buy some of her art. That's a good way to support, uh, an artist is to buy their art. Cause we, all like money 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 right uh next week's episode another fantastic conversation i talk with uh, michael capshaw who is the lead singer and the uh, lead guitar I believe i oh, mean not the lead guitar but he is the lead singer for space monkeys from the future he also hosts a bunch of the open mics downtown and in the loveland area we talk about music we talk about the open mics we talk about how much talent there is within the music uh community here in Loveland and that it's crazy that they go and do these open mics and play for free. Uh, So that's what's coming up next week on the podcast. So make sure you tune in for that going to be another fantastic conversation uh if you enjoy this podcast make sure you follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts uh, follow subscribe uh, you can find us on facebook at what's good loveland you can connect with us there if you want to contact us directly maybe you are a business and you're thinking about maybe wanting to know if you could sponsor this podcast or perhaps you are an artist that would like to be a guest on this podcast 
Maybe you have some comments or feedback, or you know, maybe you have an event that you would like featured in an upcoming episode of this podcast. If any of those things apply to you, the best way to get in contact with us is to send us an email at whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. Again, that email is whatsgoodloveland at gmail.com. And the last thing, uh, make sure you tell a neighbor hashtag tell a neighbor that's what we're going to do that's how we're going to get this show bigger hashtag tell a neighbor hashtag tell a neighbor about this podcast uh that they need to they need to know about the local arts entertainment and culture in loveland and make sure that they uh they know about this podcast and if you could if you have time and you find it in your heart and you're enjoying this podcast leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast that would be fantastic all right that's gonna do it for this week's episode of what's good lovely uh we'll see you next week and until then stay good lovely